Today, I talked to Sonny Leonard Doozy, award-winning digital strategist and broadcaster based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Sonny brings to us a plethora of experience in the digital space, and she'll talk to us about monetizing your message. She's got a lot of great points here today, so make sure you listen up. Andiamo! You're listening to the Brand Boost Podcast, an exclusive look at who's doing business right. He's your favorite brand correspondent with more tweets than the Bible's got Psalms. Here's your host, Vincenzo Landino. Welcome to the Brand Boost Podcast. I am Vincenzo Landino, your host, and joining me today is Sonny Lenarduzzi, all the way from the beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. How are you, Sonny? You said Vancouver better than I've ever said it myself. Um, I'm great. I'm doing really well. How are you? Now I totally cannot. I have to like keep that in the audio now for the podcast because <laughs> you told me I said it better than anybody. Uh, I'm good. It's been. Uh, it's definitely been a good good day. And this podcast, you know, it's funny because I've been trying to get you on the show for I don't know, like months. since day one, months. essentially. Yeah, and, and it's not been my fault. It's been your fault. It's totally been my fault. Yeah. It's totally been my fault. Uh, I'm sorry. But I'm glad that now I get to have you on to the new, brand new, rebranded version of what it was. And Brand Boost Cast podcast is going to be fun. And I'm happy that you are here. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know you, Sonny, can you just introduce yourself to our our viewers? Yes. Uh, Sonny Leonarduzzi. Lots of people don't know how to say my last name, but Vin does because he's a fellow Italian. <laughs> I do. Our Italian crew. Um, I am a social broadcaster. I do video marketing and social media strategy. I have had a consultancy in Vancouver for about five years now, and I mainly focus on helping uh, people build their personal brands and do what they love. I love the way you say Vancouver, by the way. It's so much better than the it's way I say it. It's just very Canadian. I say it very Canadian. You say it very American. <laughs> Should I just say eh at the end of everything? Does that make me does that make me more Canadian? Totally. Cool. All right. Awesome. Um, so Sonny is on today and we are talking about monetizing your message. And the reason why I have Sonny on here talking about monetizing your message is because she's doing something that so many of us kind of struggle with uh, is finding the message. And then how do you make money? talking about what you actually want to do. And um, it's a conversation that I've had so many times with so many different people and nobody seems to know, well, I don't want to say nobody, but there's so many people that don't know how to actually turn their passion or turn uh, anything that they're doing into into profit, right? And let's face it, without that, I mean, what are we doing? We're just doing it. It's a hobby, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right in. Let's talk about you. This is all about you, not me, not anybody else. Uh, <laughs> what is the message that you want others to hear? So like, what exactly is it that you are trying to achieve in your job, career, life? What, what's your message? Well, my message is pretty simple. My message is something that I've done for myself in the last couple of years. Um, and kind of, I, I would say my whole life. And I've recognized that um, it's what I'm meant to do with my life and what makes me happiest. And that really is to help people find that, little voice because it's always there uh, in your head or that feeling in your gut when you wake up in the morning and you're, you can't stop thinking about that one thing that you know you want to be doing, but you're not doing it. So maybe you're thinking about it at your nine to five job all day long. Maybe you're thinking about it when you go to bed at night. It's always there or maybe you're doing it, but it's really figuring out how to take that from being a hobby or a passion or whatever it else, else it is and turning it into what you do 
for a living. So it's not what you think about at work. It is your work. Um, so that's for me, there's nothing more fulfilling than that. Um, and, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of a born broadcaster. My, my background is in traditional media. So I came from being a journalist, uh, went to journalism school and thought that was it. I thought I, it's all I wanted to do with my life. I worked in radio. I worked in television and I always loved broadcasting a message and communicating with people, but there was something about it that still felt very cold because I couldn't get a response back. And I was just talking with Steve Dotto, who's also a massive YouTuber. And one of the biggest problems with traditional media is that there isn't that immediate uh, gratification from the audience and um, communication with the audience, a two-way dialogue. So I had no idea five years ago when I started a social media consultancy and a digital consultancy that these tools would be available. Um, so I'm very lucky in that sense, but it's made what I wanted to do with my life a lot easier. So I got out so of- tell me- Sorry, Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no I was, was going to say- Actually, finish telling your, I, I like hearing your background. So let's go there first and then we'll go into what I was going to say. No, I was just going to say the everyone's sort of like, well, how did you transition? How did you transition from traditional to digital? Um, and really, it, it, it's a weird story, but it hit me when I was reporting at the Olympics in, in Whistler. I was living and reporting at the Olympics. Filing oh, just drop day. that in there. I was reporting <laughs> at the Olympics. No big deal, right? The Olympics. And, but that's how I felt too when I, before I got asked to do it, and I was really young when I got asked to do it. And I was pretty much fresh out of school. So I was so eager and I was so excited and I was ready to go. And then I was there and it felt very anticlimactic because I was being told what to say, what to wear, how to say it, where to go, what to do, who to report on. And yeah, she looks so old now. I really hope that that's a joke. <laughs> Um, maybe the lighting's bad. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I basically had an epiphany when I was reporting at the Olympics and I was like, I need to do my own thing my own way. So I started a blog right after that. And that turned into, uh, taking on freelance clients. And then that turned into a full fledged business pretty quickly after. So for those, those of you that just kind of heard the random comment coming in <laughs> from Sunny, um, we have a live audience watching. We're, we're recording this on Blab, Blab.im. It's a new collaborative tool. Uh, I've moved this show over from Google Hangouts onto Blab.im. And so people can actually comment. And someone made, made a comment, a joking comment. I know the individual. And so he <laughs> responded. So for those of you listening here on the podcast, just so you know, there is an audience that's making funnies. And that was... <laughs> That was good. Sorry about that. I got distracted <laughs> by the comments. I need a Oh, it's them. okay. It's okay. And you know what? The person who actually interrupted is going to get uh, going to get it later. So perfect. Okay, okay. great. It's okay. Um, you know what? What is it exactly in your business now? What are you trying to promote? What is your message in your brand, your business? Who is Sunny Lenarduzzi? What does she do? Um, and like, what what is it that makes you go daily? I mean, truly, it's connecting with people. And I've made a career out of communicating. And I've known that that's what I wanted to do from the time I was a kid. Um, I just didn't know what avenue it was going to take. I thought I would be a news anchor at this point in my life. But as I said, I figured out pretty quickly in traditional media, that's not what I was meant to be doing. And I wanted to have my own business. I wanted freedom. I'm a, I have a huge stand for freedom in your life, doing what you want, how you want to do it, um, and when you want to do it, and from where. 
And so I think my message and my passion in my life now is really helping other people get to that place and to figure out what it is that drives them every single day and turn it into their business and monetize it. So that's where the whole idea of monetizing your message comes in. And it's what I've been able to do with my life. So now I can help people do it with theirs. Uh, and for everybody that's watching here in Blab, you can head over to Twitter if you want to jump in the conversation. We actually do have a Twitter chat going on at the same time. Cody, the wonderful Cody, give him some feels here. He is monitoring that and he is making, <laughs> yes, feels for Cody. He is actually making sure that the uh, you guys all have a voice in the conversation. So if there's something that you want to put out there, uh, feel free to do that with the hashtag brand boost. So uh, thank you. Yes, we are here on Blab and Twitter. It's a nice dual uh, Twitter chat podcast, video, hangout. We're just doing it all. Uh, how did you find what your message was? What, like, what made you figure it out? I think it just was uh, repetitive and um, it kept coming up as a theme in my life. Everything that I did from the time I was a kid onwards was some sort of communication, some sort of broadcasting. Um, I, I was in theater as a kid. I was in acting growing up. And then as soon as I realized you could make a career, like I said, out of communicating, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So went to school for it interned, volunteered at every radio station in the city that I live in, um, and TV station, learned from people, had mentors, and knew that that's what I wanted. And so it's just, it's in, it's been a really interesting path for me because the medium has changed big time, but the message for me has not. The message for me has always been about helping people, educating people, and living life the way that I wanted to live my life. And that's what I always knew my message was. was. And it's, it's worked itself out. Yeah, it's funny you say that too. You said that you knew you wanted to communicate, right? Like where, and this is kind of off the topic a little bit, but when did we, we in general, when did we lose that uh, like desire to communicate with people? Like, was it social media that changed that? Is it technology that changed it? So it's nice to hear somebody that's like, I still want to actually communicate and I love communicating because you know, you're like me. We, we like to build relationships. Yeah. We like to, to talk. Yeah. We like to, you know, bring our message, whatever it may be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and there's so many, you know, it's funny because there's so many people that are like, Oh my God, that's genius. And, and like, I think to myself sometimes, wait, what did I do? What did I say? Like I do that on the daily. Like I communicate and build relationships daily. Exactly. Like this is nothing new. But I think, and, sorry, go ahead. Go oh, please. No, I was just going to say, there's this really great uh, line from Danielle. I'm a huge Danielle Laporte fan. She's also Vancouver based um, as well, but she wrote a book called the fire starter sessions. And there's one line in it that so resonates with me. And I always say it to people. Uh, it's your genius lies in where you are are given the most gratitude. So like you just said, people are like, oh, that's a no brainer or whatever else. And same for me, they're like, I, I made videos for fun when I was about 10 years old. And I've always made videos through my whole life. And I thought that everybody did that. I thought that, that was normal. That was a normal hobby for people. Um, and I would create little shows and, and put on plays for my family and bless their hearts for sitting there and listening to me. But people would express the most gratitude for, to me in the way that I would communicate with them or teach them something, no matter what that thing was. And so it just took me a second to realize, hey, this is my gift and I can totally make a living out of doing this. It's just figuring out what mediums to go with and how to do it. So that actually segues perfectly. When did you really realize that this was something you're like, oh, wait a minute, I can start making money doing this? 
Well, it started with consulting. Um, and it's really funny because the whole money thing for me is kind of hilarious. And uh, I wouldn't call myself exactly savvy when it comes to that. Uh, however, I've gotten more savvy over the last couple of years. But when I first started doing um, social consultancy, when people were not even sure what Facebook or Twitter, Twitter was, uh, I was just shocked people were paying me. And I was just happy that they were paying me anything. And so, uh, but isn't that, isn't that like, like I just, like I was saying before, it's funny because it's something that you've been doing. You don't even think yes. it's anything special, quote unquote, Exactly. You're like really people are going to pay me for this, but it go ahead. I mean, it's just, it's, it boggles my mind sometimes, but yeah. that you're right. Yeah. And that's where you have to go back to that, that whole idea of your genius lies in, in the gratitude that people give you. And, and I'm definitely that annoying person at a party where people ask what I do. And then I ask what they do. And then I ask, well, what do you really love doing? And then they start talking about it and then I'll automatically jump into, okay, well then you can probably do this to make some money doing that and blah, 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 and start consulting them just because I love to do that. Um, but when I really realized that I could make a living out of this was when I started consulting clients uh, and then started realizing that there were brand opportunities to partner with different brands and um, work with bigger brands than, than I was working with earlier on. And also, um, I think the biggest realization for me came with YouTube. And it's funny, I, I worked on all the social platforms uh, for five years with my consultancy, but in the last year, it's really been, been about video. And it's been the year of video, in my opinion, and, and it's a no-brainer for me, but it, for some reason, it took a little longer to <laughs> compute. Uh, that video was where I was meant to be. So I built up my YouTube channel in four months from 500 subscribers to 5,000 um, and um, from 15,000 views to 200,000 views because I really focused on what people wanted to know. So I was paying attention to the patterns people were asking me, the questions people were asking me, uh, the biggest concerns revolving around uh, social media and video. And I was, I'm addressing those questions. And those are the people, those are the things that people are searching for. So it was kind of uh, realizing how to optimize my content. And once I got out to a broader audience, which I have through YouTube because I've strategized around it and I'm ranking my videos, that's where those leads came from. So my biggest lead generator is YouTube. And it's not, people always say, how do you make money on YouTube? The funny thing is, if you want to make money on YouTube, you're going to make money off of YouTube, if that makes any sense. You're yeah. not going to do it through ads. That's a, that's a losing battle, in my opinion, because it's more of a nuisance for the viewer. Uh, when you have pre-roll ads and you have ads running on the side, I don't monetize my channel or my videos right now. And I don't know if I will in the future where I do make money and make revenue um, is because people see value in my content and they want to hire me to help them or help their business or their brand. That's been my biggest revenue source. Uh, what, and this is a question, you know, how did you know, or what made you think, and this is kind of a, this might be, you know, really personal. So get as deep as you can. No, let's get deep. <laughs> what made, no, really, what gave you, what, what made you think, yeah, I have the skills for this. I have the knowledge to do this and go on my own. Like I recently went on my own too, you know, mm -hmm. within the past five months. So I'd love to hear what, what made you think, yeah, I can do this. I got this. No problem. You know what? Ignorance is bliss. And I started doing this when I was 21. Uh, that's when I first started my business and truly didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Um, but just went for it. And organically, that's the crazy thing too. I was just talking about this with, um, on, with Steve Dotto and, and he was like, well, your website's not even built yet. And it's never been about 
that for me. It's just been about doing what I love and things organically have happened and are, and clients have organically come my way. And I'm really not a believer in forcing things down people's throats. I'm a believer in adding value and then the right audience will find you and the right clients will find you. So that's what's happened for me over five years. And I just never really had an opportunity to panic about it. And of course you have those moments and those months where you're like, I don't have a, a client and my client is not working with me anymore. or I'm not working with them anymore because it's not the right fit. And you panic and you think I'm never going to make any money again. But the reality is if you're good at what you do and you add value to, people, to people's lives and you have a great reputation, you're always going to be able to find new ways to earn revenue. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, that's great. You know, it's funny. It, it's funny how we talk about this and, and, you know, there's questions I have coming in that are, are pretty interesting questions. So keep them coming. Everyone watching. I appreciate it. Um, what are some of the lessons you learned along the way? What, you know, in making money or the, let's say the art of monetizing what's really, yeah. The art of monetizing. I like that. Um, that sounds good. Sounds so cool. Copyright Thank that. you Cheval for that one. <laughs> um, what are some, I mean, there's been so many lessons, so many lessons, but I think my biggest lesson is that if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And that has been the case with a lot of clients that I've worked with and they've offered big monetary sums to me to work with them, but they tend to be the biggest pain in the ass. So if it doesn't feel good initially when you meet with a client or a brand or anybody you want to work with and in this personal life too if it doesn't feel great off the bat probably not a good fit and it's going to be more uh, mental stress on you which means it is effective than the other things you're doing in your life I think that's been hand down my biggest lesson in the five years I've run my business you are you're a rock star seriously you are <laughs> um you. no are you like it's just listening to you is is sometimes is like wow it's sitting back and saying yeah, she's doing it right. And you know, someone said, someone said, Oh, she's, she makes money by being perky, but really like if you're miserable, who's gonna want, who wants to work with you? Exactly. Right. Like who's going to want to sit there and just be like, Oh, I want to work with that person. Yeah. who's Absolutely miserable. Hates what they're doing. And, and I think it goes back to the question we asked before. How did you know that you had the right skills? Well, because you can talk number one, you know, you are absolutely bringing value. You're always, you know, put together very well. So it's like, People look at you and say, you know, she's got to know, even if you don't, right, you're going to give off that perception of, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got this. And I think that comes back to sticking to what feels good in my gut. And believe me, I've made mistakes and I've worked with people that are not the right fit for me. And I've had those days where I'm like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And two years ago, I actually went through a, about a three-month period where I lost some pretty big clients and they brought their, their um, digital in-house. And I really considered going to work in-house somewhere. And I had really good job offers on the table. But at the end of the day, I had to check in with myself and check in with what felt good. And what felt good was to have my freedom. And that's what whole life is about. I needed the freedom to do what I wanted, when I wanted, where I wanted to do it, and I wanted to do it. And so that's what I've stuck with. And I stuck with it. I made the decision and things worked themselves out. Um, and I think people can say, you know, I've heard that before that it's an act or that maybe I'm, I'm tending to be this happy all the time, but I'm, I'm truly just very happy with my life because I've designed it the way I want it to be. And I work with people that I love to work with. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, uh, that are listening in now, uh, Sonny, myself, Brian Fanzo, who's, who's also listening right now or watching right now, we got together and we worked on the Applebee's campaign, taste the change. And how successful was that? We hit 1 billion 
uh, impressions on social media, which is a huge number. I mean, part of the three comma club hashtag, right? And um, you know, what an amazing opportunity we had. And again, like for me, Sonny, I never thought I would be doing that six months ago, seven no. months ago, right? And here it is. It's it's doing something that I enjoy every day. Yeah. It's doing something that I'm like I want to do this. It's not and it, and it becomes not you know it's um what's the word I'm looking for? It's not an act. You know it no. becomes what you're doing. It's just part of your life. You like are. I wake up, I do this, and yeah, you know the the money follows. So, mm -hmm. but monetizing is so it's it's critical. You know there is an art to it. Yep. And um, so how are you prospecting for new business? Like you said before that they just kind of come to you, but really. Come on, let's be real. No one believes that. I it's, know nobody believes not, it, but I'm it's not just coming to you, right? <laughs> like, what are you doing to keep business flowing? Because right. let's face it, if you don't keep hustling now, and you know, you, you posted a picture on Instagram the other night, and it was like it was perfect because it was um you were working, it was like a Saturday night, yeah. right? And you're working and editing video, and it it just so happened that Gary V had posted something earlier that week, and he was like if you want to hustle, if you want, or if you want to make money in your business, whatever it is, get off of fucking Netflix, right? <laughs> turn off Netflix, turn off, you know, the games. Yeah. And it's so, so true because like you're hustling, but really like, what is it that you're doing? Cause hustle only goes so far. What totally. is it that you're putting out there to prospect? You know, I have a lot of salespeople, a lot of sales guys listening here. Right. And I and, get that. Yeah. So yeah. is it, is it your personal brand that's created this funnel yes. or do you, okay. Yes, it's definitely my personal brand that's created the funnel. And I didn't even know what the hell a personal brand was until about six months ago. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and I know this sounds repetitive, but I just did what I wanted to do. I worked with the clients I wanted to work with. I did a really effing good job, if I do say so myself, and they'd say the same thing. And that organically got me the traffic. But now I'm definitely being more strategic about it. And I put, um, I put more of an emphasis on the time versus money factor because – I realize that I haven't been all that efficient with my time and I will work all the time if I need to. I'm a workhorse and especially because I enjoy what I do, I have no problem doing that. But now I'm starting to realize and I have to give a shout out to Sue Zimmerman, uh, CB Zimmerman, the Instagram expert. She's my coach and she's been incredibly um, influential in thinking that way and changing my mindset about it. And Rachel and Morgan as well, uh, the, Z, the SBZ team. Um, and I think now I really focus on how am I, how am I get generating revenue off of this? So with my YouTube videos, no, I'm not monetizing my videos. No, I don't have a strategy around making money on YouTube, but on every single one of my videos, I am uh, promoting my list and asking people to sign up for the list. And it has been my number one source for building my list. And that is my consumer base. Those are my customers. So eventually when I do have a product or service, they're going to be the first ones to know about it. And they're, they've already got trust and, and loyalty with me because I'm providing value to them. So that's really my, my sales cycle, I guess you could say. Um, and then there's a bunch of other things that you can do as well. There's fan funding through things like Patreon, there's sponsorship deals, brand deals, something like Applebee's. I've also worked, I partnered with Hootsuite on a series. Um, so there's- I love those videos, by the way. Those were fantastic. <laughs> Thank uh, you. If anyone hasn't seen Sonny's Hootsuite videos, we'll have them in the show notes, but uh, it, you know they were awesome tutorials and it's quick, quick content that you really can just digest. So just- Thank you. Kudos to you on that Appreciate one. It.
Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's affiliate marketing, there's there's ads online, there's fan funding, like I said, there's sponsorship, there's brand deals, there's merchandising. There are there has never been, and that's why I'm so excited about what I do. There's never been a time where there are so many mediums and avenues to build a business that you love and to do what you love and turn your passion project or your hobby into a full-fledged business. Do you have so you you have a lot of YouTube videos? Is there any process that you have or is there any way to analyze any revenue or you know any ROI from your video campaigns? Have you seen anything? I haven't, to be perfectly honest with you, I haven't been tracking We like the, honesty, so that's fine. Yeah, the sales, the sales funnel from my YouTube videos, but I can tell you I've never had as many people reach out to me for help uh, as they have since I started doing those videos. And that's very strategic. I, I'll be honest about that. My my YouTube videos, I put a lot of research into the topics before I shoot them and a lot of research research into the scripts. And I and I look for, like I said, what people are asking me over and over again, what people are searching for. Um, um, and then I create videos around those topics because then I know that they're going to be watched. So, and 60% of, of traffic on YouTube is search driven. So the majority of my traffic on my videos is coming from people searching for things So, so that right there is it's targeted traffic and it's organic and it's free. So it's, it's a pretty wonderful thing. Are you able to monetize for your clients? Uh, what do you mean? Using YouTube, like with YouTube, are you, yeah. are you able to tie? And how are you like, so what, what's the step like walk well, us through that? So, so, okay. So yes, in a few ways. And, and when I say I work with my clients on building their personal brands through social media and through video, people automatically assume that I'm talking about YouTube, but it's not necessarily YouTube off the bat. A lot of the revenue generating strategies also happen on things like Periscope and Meerkat and live streaming tools, um, as well as video across social platforms, because it's, it's the best way for your audience to know who you are really fast. They they see you, they hear you, it's authentic. And so when people trust you, they're more likely to buy from you. Um, and so for, as far as monetizing for my clients, it's the same strategy as I do for myself. We build them to be the expert in their field and to own their niche through things like optimization. And then that turns into leads and strategically asking for you know, email signups or subscriptions or whatever else or free opt-ins. And that's, that's really how they, they generate revenue off of it. And then it also comes down to things like television appearances and speaking appearances, which are things that I built into my business, which are other revenue right. sources. Yeah. And for, I mean, it's, it's all about, I think that, uh, more than one channel, you know, it's not, you can't just sit on one channel and act like everyone's going to come to you there. So for you, it's a multitude and, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of conversation about email lists. And recently I know both you and I pretty are still pretty recent in the yeah. email list game. Mm -hmm. And so let's, I mean, I don't want to talk just about my email list, but let's talk about your email list building and how that's working for you and that how that's helping you monetize your message or get your word out there. Tell us a little bit about the email list building in depth. Well, so my whole theory about the email list, um, situation, because I thought email was dead, right? Like, right. But... Months ago, I'd been like, email's dead, email's dead. And I'm totally playing devil's advocate on you here. Like, no, but okay. six months ago, I was, this is me personally. I know I'm, I'm now I'm like, wow, I was dead wrong, yeah. but I was, you know, I totally didn't believe email. Cause I mean, I yeah. delete, I, I use, I use uh, tools to basically get rid of all those subscription emails that I have. Yeah. And, and you know, now here I am with an email list. So what are you doing with your email list? Well, so I kind of had the same thought process too. I didn't think email was dead, but I was just like, well, there's so many social platforms and I've built my following on these social platforms. So why the hell do I need an email list? But at the end of the day, 
all of those platforms could die. Uh, someone else was saying in an earlier blab um, uh, about the fact that MySpace, there used to be these really engaging influencers on MySpace who were really intelligent and they had great value to add. But as soon as MySpace lost steam, they were nowhere to be found really because they had built their all of their clout per se uh, on MySpace. So email at the end of the day, it's here to stay. Uh, and Facebook changed their algorithm. It's a pay to play system now. So if you had all your fans on Facebook or all your followers on Facebook, it's a much tougher uh, ecosystem for you to get your message out there and to monetize your message right now. Uh, and Twitter could do the same thing tomorrow. You don't know. The only thing that you know is consistent is your email list. Yeah. And, you know, I had a conversation with, I was in the, I was in the Cape right after you were with Sue Zimmerman and Amy Schmitzauer. We were talking about the email list and website and whatnot. And really your website, your email list are the only two assets that are truly yours, right? Exactly. exactly. So YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, this right here, blab, none of this is, is hosted by me, by you, by Cody, my, you know, nobody owns this, but the, you know, the respective companies. Yeah. So if we're building, you know, and, and I didn't think about it that way for me, it was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to build on there because that's where the most exposure is. Yeah. But really I, I have found now that holding my email, you know, uh, holding an email list and really I'm working on amping up my website. And I know now you're going to have a great new website as well. Yeah. It's just, it's helped me like skyrocket. Yeah. Because now I'm building something. Yeah. SonnyLeonardDoozy.com. Again, all of this will be in the show notes as soon as the episode airs. Go ahead, Sonny. Oh, and some people asked about using like what you use. So go ahead, feel free to drop some uh, brands or companies that you're using for your email list. And um, I know I use Aweber and I use lead pages. So that's what I'm currently using. It seems it works great for me, but what about you? Yeah, so I will be using lead pages um, soon, but right now I'm just using uh, MailChimp as my, as my list building platform. Cool. Cool. And then, yeah, I mean, and then to the trick to building my list, I'm sure people are curious about that and how I'm doing that. Um, please, I, think I, I think I mentioned that earlier, but, uh, and this is something that I work with my, my clients on, um, it's through YouTube. So YouTube has been my number one source for building my email list. And my tutorial that's coming out on Tuesday is about YouTube cards. And that's been the secret to my success. And, uh, I've had a few people ask me why I don't directly say in my videos, go sign up for my email list because maybe that would drive some more subscriptions, but I have just the YouTube card that pops up and people, if they're interested in it and they see the value in it, they're signing up. And so I've ranked enough of my YouTube videos on the first page of Google on the first page of YouTube, um, in the number one or the number two spot that it's constantly getting traffic. Like I was saying, so every single day I'm seeing my list grow without me having to do anything. It's just sort of a sudden and forget it formula. I, I found that. And there, so there's an answer for a lot of people that were, were wondering, you know, how are you monetizing YouTube? Well, there you go. It's not instant monetization right this second, but by, you know, pulling over everyone or at least converting them into subscriptions, you now have a longer term relationship exactly. to develop and build and do, you know, do something with. So, um, that's awesome. That's really awesome to hear. And I'm glad that I'm not the only one that's just figuring out, Hey, email marketing. Nope, you're not alone. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of like, Oh man, what do I, like, what do I do? What do I put out? What kind of content do people, uh, what do they even want? And, um, so how you've been in business now for yourself? How long? Five years. Five years. So 21 ish. That was like not really a monetized business. So I'm, I just turned 28. So I guess it's actually six years, seven years ish. 
you're good at math. I guess that's. I guess they don't teach that in Vancouver. In, in Vancouver. Say it one more time. Vancouver. Vancouver. I guess because it wasn't really Vancouver. a full fledged business for about two years. But yeah, been in. Business. But it was still a business. Yeah, I was it was still you know. consulting while I was still working a full time job, and then I've been well, fully doing this for five years. Yeah, you know, I was working on. I had side projects. I had side yeah, projects, side and finally, for me, the side hustle was like, "Wow, I need to get out of this side hustle." business and get make that my full-time stuff yeah. because you know what I'm so much happier when I'm doing exactly. it how has it changed so let's let's rewind to 21 year old Sonny when you just started doing yes. this probably just fresh out of college university and like now how has it changed and what like major hurdles did you jump over I think the the major hurdles when I was first starting, and it was really funny for me, I was in a meeting the other day, and uh, I'm really fortunate to be in a position now where I can go to potential client meetings. And this one had actually reached out to me, and they're based in Vancouver, and they reached out to me and called me in for a meeting. And almost right off the bat, they were like, well, we don't really see the value in social medias. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, social medias? <laughs> I, and on the Twitters wow. and the and the Facebooks, wow. um, and almost immediately, like going back to my point, if it doesn't feel good off the bat, you're not going to do it. So, um, yeah, I think I think the big hurdles for me right off the bat were that that exact thing where people were like, uh, I don't think I need to buy social media uh, strategy. I, I don't think I need to invest in this. It's really not going to help my business. We're good with uh, bus advertisements for right now. So so when I was you know, 21 and hustling and out there and going door to door and whatever else, and I literally would, that's the hilarious thing too. I was actually going door to door to sell advertising space on my blog. <laughs> And that's, I mean, you have to do something. And that's a good story to tell. <laughs> totally. But it's hilarious to me now. Um, anyways, I think that was one of the biggest hurdles and still is for a lot of people to really understand the value of the digital space and digital advertising and digital platforms. Um, and I think also a big hurdle for me was just really focusing on what I wanted to offer as my main core um, service. And that's really come, become clear in the last year for me. And that is the video aspect of it. And that encompasses video across platforms. It encompasses live streaming and, uh, and all of those be things being uh, revenue supporting systems. You know, I'm looking at people are like giving us a lot of props for, for going and being full-time entrepreneurs. So I want to say, you know, to everybody out there that's taken on this full-time entrepreneur role or that has, um, you know, just bit the bullet, jumped and, you know, made the jump or the leap of faith, so to speak, like kudos to you because, and kudos to you, Sonny, obviously, Thank you. but kudos to everyone listening that is listening to this and saying, wow, I want to do that. Or I want to do that. Listen, there's nobody holding you back, but yourself. That's, I truly, truly believe that there's nobody that holds us back, but your own mind, you know, being afraid. So for me, when I made the jump like five months ago, it was tough. I was like, okay, you know, I own my condo. I have a dog. I have, you know, like, how am I going to eat? I have payments on yeah. this. I, like, what am I going to do? And it was advice that I had given to people for the longest time. Tomorrow never yeah. comes. The more you procrastinate, tomorrow never comes, yeah. right? And I got the same response every time. Well, you just have to do it. You just have to yeah. do it. You just have to do it. So finally I said, I'm going to yeah. do it. And I did. And it was difficult. It was difficult. You know, it was hard because you, you don't know. Now you don't know. You, you kill yeah. what you yeah, eat. Yeah, exactly. 
or no, you eat what same you kill. Thing. Sorry. Same thing. It's you and I. It's, it's math. It's same math thing. and it's grammar. Um, <laughs> math, grammar. We don't do either well. It's probably the Italian thing going on. Uh, I don't okay. even know. Um, no, and I think uh, you know what I would say that that's a massive fear, and I know I'm I'm looking at some of the comments. Um, fear is always going to be there, and fear has definitely been there for me uh, since day one, and especially when most of my friends have these really stable jobs and they have an employer who takes care of things. And, and the reality is sometimes I, you know, you miss out on things that you want to be doing because you're hustling and you're trying to build a business for yourself. But I always look at it in the sense that, um, you can either go and work for somebody else and build their dream or you can build your own. And that was always much more appealing to me. And I, and I want to be really clear here too. You can be an entrepreneur within an organization as well. And that's just as satisfying for some people. And the security is great and all of those things. And I have a lot of friends who work for companies and, and love it and would never want to be an entrepreneur, would never want to do what I do. So I respect that so much too. But for me, what I always go back to is that freedom and the lifestyle. And I knew what kind of lifestyle I wanted to build. And I knew I wanted to travel. Um, and I knew I just wanted to be able to design my day every single day and not do the same thing every day. So that's what I always came back to. And that was my driving force. So as much as fear is there and it's apparent, the more that you start doing what you want to be doing and doing it every single day and chipping away at it, the less that fear is, is present in your life. Uh, what's been your biggest win so let's talk about wins for a second and we'll go back into kind of the, the more somber stuff too, because we're getting a few of those questions, yeah. but what's been your biggest win for helping a client build their brand? So let's get a specific brand. I mean, if you can't talk about it, that's fine, but give us a specific example. I know I probably put you on the spot, but off the top of your head, what is your biggest, your most, what, what are you most proud of really well, um, client, a, on the client there's side? There's a few things. Um, there was a company that I worked with. It was a startup in Vancouver uh, and uh, it was the first vertical urban farm in North America. And uh, I worked with them right off the bat and I built their whole strategy from the ground up. And what I was most proud of with them is it was still really early on in social. And uh, I, I generated six leads and sales for them offline through social. And that for me was a huge win because I could actually say to people, and this was in like three months of them just starting, I could actually say to people, this is the ROI. I built relationships with these restaurants. I built relationships with these chefs through social media and they bought into what the product was because they bought into what our brand was about. Um, so that was one. The other one is definitely Hootsuite was a huge opportunity for me and, and, a great situation to, you know, get more exposure for myself. But really at the end of the day, when I, I, I pitched them the idea and I went in and I was like, this is what I want to do. And do you think it's cool? <laughs> and, uh, and they did, and they were amazing to work with. And I felt really lucky to have that opportunity to work with them. And their goal was to up their YouTube subscribers because that was part of their marketing strategy was to up their YouTube subscribers through this regular series so that when they put out product information, they'd have a bigger base to pull from. So I can't remember the exact numbers and I don't want to get it wrong. But when we did the very first episode of Hootsuite Social Update, their subscribers increased immediately by like something like 160% or something like that. It was insane. Um, so that was a win for, for me as well. But the biggest wins truly for me are I had this one woman that I'm working with um, say to me, she said, you're allowing me to, to actually be myself. And that was like, okay, done. 
mic drop, see you later. Like that's really all I need to hear. Um, and that was just recently. And that was a huge win for me because she was like, I worked in corporate for so long and I worked for these, you know, massive companies that are very strict with what I can say and what I can do. And it brought me back to when I was a journalist and being told exactly what to say, what to do, what to wear, where to be. And that feeling of being stifled. And when she said that to me, I was like, whoa, you're getting that freedom now. And you're getting the freedom to just be who you are and build a brand around that and build a business around that. And that is effing awesome. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you really, uh, they, they at least understood and trusted you enough, right. To say, Hey, Let's just, let's do this, right? Like, let's do this. Cause there's so many, there's all so many companies there's so many brands there's so many, you know, businesses that fail to take advantage of opportunities. Like, like uh, Tom Reed said, if you're not taking advantage of opportunities, you're not being a yeah. leader. And how, you know, how important is it to really just jump and do it? So whether it's yourself, whether it's your clients, I mean, everybody needs to have that mentality totally. or they should at least have that totally. mentality. Um, so I wanted to ask some questions from the crowd, sure. um, and I have a few questions that I want to throw out there. Okay. Some of them are are fun. They're these are un, not necessarily related to the topic. Some are, some okay. aren't. Um, Sunny, do you fully script your videos or speak off the cuff? No, and no. <laughs> I'll explain. So I. I think it's really important for time's sake when you're creating videos to have a clarity around what the main points are that you want to get across. And I usually have a few bullet points for my intro and I have pretty much the same outro on all of my videos with a call to action. Uh, but the middle part of it, I break into chunks and I, I record them all separately and I record them a few different times, a few different ways. So no, I do not read word for word. I pretty much go off the cuff. I just have the chunks of content and the notes that I want to pull from. Um, and I'll give my myself a little plug here, but um, <laughs> if you want help around creating videos, I've got a video editing cheat sheet and it goes through everything from pre-production to post-production, um, as well as actually shooting the video and all the different steps you need to take in every single asset that you need to think of before you even get into it. Um, and that's available on my, on my website, sunnylinnardc.com. What's the first step? that you recommend somebody take uh, to get started making money through online consulting or making money online through consulting? Um, well, I guess it depends on what kind of consulting you want to do. But one of the first steps I would say is find a mentor. Um, so find somebody in the space who's doing what you want to do and reach out to them. And, uh, and I just have to put this out there. So I know a lot of people in this space will agree with me on this. The worst thing you can possibly do is say, hey, can I pick your brain? I mean, don't you hate that? Can we have, can we grab a cup of coffee? No. Can we, can we grab a cup of coffee? Can we, I just five no. minutes. I know. Yeah. So, and I'm not trying to be an ass, <laughs> but the reality is at the end of the day, like everybody's busy and um, of course I want to help you and I want to talk to you, but the best thing that you can do when you're approaching somebody is to have specific questions and add some sort of value to their to their day. I actually had someone reach out to me last week and I thought it was so brilliant. She said, I'm starting a YouTube channel. I'd love to know about blah, blah, blah. And she had one question in bold. So it was immediately what I saw. 
And then below that, and she said, because I believe in adding value back to you, here's some video topics I'd love for you to talk about on YouTube and I think would be really valuable for people. And I did some research on what some commonly asked questions are in social media and video marketing. And I was like, boom, you get an answer because you just help me and I'm going to help you. And this is mutually beneficial. Um, and I think you have to remember too, that like, like I said, this has not been something that's been overnight for me. I've been working at this for a really long time. I'm still working at it. I'm still figuring things out. And so to say, hey, can I pick your brain and figure out how you got to where you got to in a 15 minute conversation over coffee? It's kind of a slap in the face at the end of the day because well how do you so how do you take that five minute conversation and really um, and it's and it's not beneficial to anybody at the end of the day because you're not able to get across everything that you need to in that really short period of time. So what do you think is to blame? Is it social media that's to blame for, hey, the five minute, let me have a conversation, let me have a cup of coffee? Um, I know there's a lot of people that think, hey, social media is what's you know causing that because how do you monetize knowledge? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. It's really tough. And my my inclination is to just talk to everybody about everything. But I think the best way to handle it is to set your own boundaries and set your own parameters. So now I've, I've allotted about two hours a week where I just have 15 minute phone conversations with people and they can ask me a couple specific questions and we can talk about what they want to go over when it comes to social and video. And that's been a great, um, great solution for me because then it takes away the, the having to say no or the going back and forth on schedules or anything like that. I just provide them with um, a calendar link and they can set something up with me and we talk for 15 minutes and hopefully they get something out of it. And, uh, and that that's been kind of the best way for me to handle it. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, my friend, Jack Kazakowski, he said it here, but he said it before we've gone into really deep conversation about this, uh, in the past, but relationships, friends, trust, like it doesn't pay the bills. No. Right. And I'm not saying those are bad things no, because I, they're necessary. Um, you know, I am totally all about, you need to build that, but then how do you monetize it? And yeah. for me personally, like I'm still trying to really draw that hard line yeah. because how do I say, sure, I'm going to help Sonny and do it for nothing, but then I'm going to tell, you know, Jack, no, sorry. Yeah. Like, it's hard. It's, it's really very hard. difficult. It's really hard to do and that. It's, and it's kind of on a case by case basis, which is why it's good to set something up, up that's consistent for yourself and to also set up boundaries for yourself. Um, because I think in that sense too, I got to a point where I just got really burnt out and, and mentally drained because I was kind of constantly giving stuff away. And, um, it, it forced me to look at it in a more strategic manner and say, you know, it's okay to, to, to set some boundaries and say, okay, I have this time and that's it. And if it doesn't work this week, unfortunately yeah. we're going to have to push to, to another time. And it's so hard too, because how can you say I'm worth X? Yeah. But then, yeah, I'll do it for free here. Totally. Like it's, it, there's a balance. You know, it's not only a balance, but it's also about maintaining, you know, your, um, I guess, I don't want to say your worth. Your, what is your time worth? Yeah. I mean, we all have the same amount of time in a day. And I don't know. It's just, I think it's just very difficult. You know, for me, it's difficult to say no. And I'm working with coaches. And, I'm, you know, I talk to my killer sales guys like Jack Kozakowski. He's a huge uh, mentor for me in sales because he's just, he's, he's a killer. Yeah. He's just like, he's just out there. He's a hunter. And for me, like I need to have a little bit more mentality Agreed. for me to do me that. Too. Um, me too. Let's see. Um, 
did you ever go through the valley of despair where you kind of just you took this leap but then you're looking at it and you're kind of like holy shit what did i just yeah. do like what the hell am i going to do now and did you ever kind of waver and waffle a little bit and say i'm going to go back to working cuz i know i do this almost daily not daily i i say daily but i know that i've done this and less less and less as time goes by but for me like I took this leap and I'm all strong for the first couple of weeks, almost the first month. I'm just like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. And then I said, holy crap, what am I doing with it? Oh, myself? totally. How, what, like, what helped you and what helped you and how can you help others? Like if you had to give one nugget of knowledge to help someone else get through that, what would you, what would you say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, one, I think except that if you choose to go the path of having your own business, I think there's a huge misconception out there that it's all roses and sunshine and there is that freedom factor and that's why people want to do it. It's not all roses and sunshine (laughs) by any means. Um, And I think you have to accept that. So that's step number one, accept that and embrace that and know that it's going to be hard and know that it takes time. I think there's also a misconception, especially in our generation, that there's instant gratification in everything that you do. So you start a business, you're going to start making money. That's not the case at all. Um, so when you get into those funks and everybody does, and it's a roller coaster doing what, what, what we do, what I do, um, you have good weeks, you have bad weeks, you have good months, you have bad months. And it's just being able to roll with it and understand that these things happen and immediately identifying what you can do and what's in your control to combat that. So whether that's, you know, creating some sort of list building opt-in or it's uh, doing a new YouTube video that you know is going to rank really high or it's going out and pounding the pavement and finding clients and reaching out to people or networking with your mentors and asking them for help. Whatever it is that you think will make you feel better, do that. I mean, fantastic advice. I mean, everything you've been saying is just, just, it's spot on. And you know what? I love that we're having this conversation and you know what? Sometimes we don't have the answers. Totally. Sometimes it's like, I'm still figuring it oh, out. Yeah. I love that. Thank you uh, for being, thank you for being a fantastic guest. Thanks. Thank and and someone, me. some, someone did ask me, is Sunny a real name? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's my real name. <laughs> there we go. Sunny is her real name. So there's the little fun question of the night. Thanks, Sunny. You've been fantastic. Thank you. That's some amazing stuff right there for Sonny. Uh, really, how to take your message and and make some money on it. Uh, it's all about positioning, quality, trust, and tools that we use. Uh, it's so important, you know, to have those types of things uh, to not only wow our presence but also fuel our ambitions. And uh, Sonny does a great job at that. So I suggest you check her out at SonnyLeonardDoozy.com. Links will be in the show notes uh, for you to check out anything that she talked about in the episode, as well as some other new projects she's working on. And today, because of Sunny being on the episode, I want to do our Italian lesson based around soccer. So for today's phrase, Italian phrase, it's going to be andiamo giocare a calcio. And what am I saying there? I'm saying let's go play soccer. Andiamo giocare a calcio. And of course, as always, that will be in the show notes for translation and uh, both in Italian and English for you to check out. As always, your reviews and ratings make a difference. It's what powers this podcast to keep going. 
So please go ahead and check out uh, brandboostcast.com slash iTunes and leave us a review, leave us a rating, let us know how we're doing. Or you can always tweet at me, at Vincenzo Landino. Let me know what you think. I love feedback. And of course, we want to bring you your favorite uh, content as well as translation. So if you're looking for an Italian phrase you want translated or for me to put into a sentence, let me know. Feel free to tweet that publicly or reach out to me privately. Ciao. This has been a VincenzoLandino.com production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Brand Boost podcast, please give us a rating, write a review, or subscribe. Head on over to brandboostcast.com forward slash subscribe.